Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Painters Podcast. I'm here today with Alexi from Use. Uh, Alexi, yeah, very welcome, very welcome. So, Alexi, um, he runs and has been for a oh, 17 years now. There you go, 17 years. Uh, website development, marketing, different strategies on how you can actually market your business, grow your business, and those sorts of things. But I'll pass it on to Alexi to actually tell you what he does and yeah. how it all works. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, look, uh, <clears throat> our business is called Use, and it's short for Your Easy Web Solutions because that's a bit of a mouthful. When we started back in 2007, we were mainly working on websites, and uh, hence the name. But then as we progressed, uh, people started abbreviating our name to Use, and um, we started focusing on things like traffic driving, conversion, and really help people get the results. So bring us uh, to 2024. Uh, we call ourselves the results agency uh, for the simple reason that we work with businesses to help them generate new opportunities through digital marketing avenues. Yeah. And we do this with our contracts. So for us, really, it's focusing on the results as opposed to you know, locking somebody in and trying to sort of work with them. Because yeah. for us, I think it's finding uh, customers that we can actually help. I mean, Every business is very different. I think it comes down to mindset, their goals and everything. And it's just being the right fit. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, we've obviously had a bit of a chat earlier on today and we've chatted in the past about, about how you do things and different sorts of trades and how different trades deal in different ways. Absolutely. You know, but when you're at the end of the day, you're bringing it back to the businesses being realistically very similar and the same. Even though you're, you're from a business perspective, you're doing the one thing. You're, you're marketing for a specific product mm. and things like that, but you're not looking necessarily at the difference between a painter or a roofer or a carpenter. You're still marketing in and running a business as a business. Absolutely. It's, you know. Yeah. For us, it's all about the client acquisition process. And I think, uh, you know, what you're really looking at is similarities between just about any trades business as to how the business comes in. Yep. I mean, uh, yes, obviously there's referrals and things can be a little bit different, but when it comes to your website and digital marketing, I think the whole idea is really to uh, capture that interest, generate that inquiry, and then from there service that inquiry and turn it into an opportunity. Yep. Now, a lot of the time people sort of jump the gun and they think, hey, okay, this person inquired about X, Y, Z, I'm going to sell them that service. Where really, uh, oftentimes it's a two-step process where you really need to meet up with them first and really get uh, them to understand what you can do for them and explain your process. Because if you don't do that and if you just try to jump the gun and sell a price, you typically end up with very mediocre customers. And this is another yeah. problem altogether, but I find that all across uh, you know, various traits. And for us, our portfolio sort of ranges... Uh, you know, uh, with, with trades probably being the majority of our customers, we do have quite a few practices. I'm talking about, you know, dentists, lawyers, yep. uh, chiropractors, or allied health, if you like. Yep. And we work with a lot of e-com businesses as well, online stores. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you look at uh, the whole thing from a bigger perspective, the client acquisition is really what we focus on. So it's really about uh, connecting digital marketing to a sales process and make sure that our customers win. So there's obviously a few gaps in there, but I'm sure, you know, as, 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 we, as we discuss, uh, uh, you know, the elements of that, it will become quite obvious as to why things the way they are. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you said process because that's one thing that I know most small business owners don't have any processes. They've got no processes. They've got no follow-up processes. They don't know. They'll go out, and I know tradies in particular, they'll go out, they'll do a quote, won't have a process for when they follow up. Oh, yeah, I better phone that one, I think, because, and of course, if they haven't got those in place, and of course, what you do is automate those. 
you make those easy, you know. So it's sort of a step back that actually takes it off their hands slightly. On you know, I would imagine, with what you're doing and how your how your communications working. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if we're talking about the process, uh, the whole idea of the process is to be able to replicate, uh, and yeah. this is where a lot of the time people don't get it on a fundamental level. I mean, look, if we look at a cafe or a restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. just just uh, you know, to step aside, yeah. uh, you know, unless there was a recipe that was easy to replicate, you're going to end up with a different dish every single time. So, you know, I know this firsthand because I uh, used to work at a Japanese kitchen when I was at university uh, in my time uh, during uh, my uh, my degree at QUT. Uh, I found that, uh, you know, while it's so simple and easy to understand, a lot of people fail to uh, stick to this one recipe. And when it comes to a process in a business, it's no different. So really the whole aim of the exercise is about being able to replicate and scale what you're doing. Because if you're going to tailor for every single customer as they come through, you're essentially cooking uh, a, a new meal every single time, and then no one else can actually repeat that. Yes. So if it turns out good, you can't get people to follow. If it turns out bad, well, you never get them back. That's right. <laughs> so get, yeah. that's that's the analogy that I would use. Yeah. Okay. No, that's brilliant. Well, you know, and I mean those those sorts of things, those processes, like you said, making sure that you're replicating, replicating, replicating. So obviously, you'd spend a fair bit of time in fine tuning those. I would imagine, you know, working out. Okay. This is working in in this client space. That's working in that client space. What's the difference that we're doing? You know, what what's attracting them? What's making a difference there? You know, setting out that. You know, we've all heard about the funnels and, oh, and those sorts of things. Trying to work out what's best yep. across those for for clients. And obviously, you've been doing this for the best part of twenty years. Oh yeah. So you you yeah you've been around. You're not a fly by nighter mm. per se. Yeah, actually, this year will be 20 years since I actually got into this industry. I started in 2004, so there you go. There you go. Uh, sounds like a lifetime. I mean, yep. it's half of my life. I'm 41 right now. Yep. Um, look, back to that point, I think, uh, you know, we work backwards. Uh, and why we do that is typically when we come across businesses, they're sort of established enough to sort of know how to sell. So if you sort of talk enough to those people, you understand how they acquire customers. So yep. once you understand the customer acquisition, Typically, what we would do is build marketing around that. And what I find uh, is one of the key problems with digital marketing agencies, they typically come and tell business owners what to do, whereas a lot of the time that requires a lot of change and it doesn't quite fit the entire uh, sales acquisition process that they have in place. So, for example, if someone sells on, um, you know, no call-out fees or it could be something like, you know, uh, extended warranties or making sure the job's done right or, you know, whatever that is, uh, unless you advertise that, you're never going to have that conversation with the customer in the first place. Yep. And the reason why referrals work so well is that typically people would refer you based on those things to start with. Yes. So it's almost like we took all those points and we sort of uh, 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 reinvented our approach, if you like, from a perspective that, hey, tell us what you know makes you stand out from your competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, from there, we're going to put an ad specifically around that and, 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 and funnel people with that sort of message. So when you have a conversation with them, everything sort of works out really, really well. And this is where we found that working in a niche as opposed to the entire business really does wonders because the idea is you want to be able to compete with, you know, a dozen people as opposed to hundreds of people. And I'll give you a really good example. Um, We have uh, been working with a few roofing companies for quite some time. And the moment we realized that these guys really did well in the metal roofing space or re-roofing as it's known, uh, we could really dominate that niche quite well. 
uh, as opposed to uh, you know compete with everybody else because before they were running ads for roofing Brisbane and look yep. maybe you know one and two one and three roofs is going to be a metal roof as it comes in but a lot of the time you're getting all your customers contacting you yep. now if you drill down on that whole thing uh, further uh, you realize that there is a bit of a change uh, in this um, business from a perspective of uh, you know how are these people inquiring uh, to business owners in the first place do they want a roof replacement, a new roof, or is there a problem that they're looking to resolve? And a lot of the time, if you look at it black and white from a marketing perspective, it's like, hey, this is the service, you got to make it fun, you got to make it interesting. But a lot of the time, it's it's damaged. A roof is leaking, yep. and that is the reason why people inquire. Now, if you talk to a lot of business owners about advertising for uh, leak repairs and so on, they don't want to touch that because it's typically a small job. But then if you explain to them that, look, how about, you know, tell me about some of the biggest jobs you got. Oh, the person's inquired about a leaky roof and we came out and then we've been able to educate them through the process and then we ended up, uh, you know, solving the whole thing. Great roof job. Yeah. Well, mate, you just told me that you don't want to do a leak repairs. In fact, that's the one thing that nobody else wants to do and this is where you win most of your work. So yeah. if you put a process in place and able to market that so that you could go out and take people through a process, you typically will end up you know, winning some pretty good uh, jobs that other people don't want to bid on. Yep. So you end up with this micro niche, essentially, where you really specialize in the one area. There's hardly any competitors, and you end up uh, winning work right, left, and center. So that's yeah. typically the approach that we work with. And um, look, it, it does require understanding the business and the business owner specifically. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, I mean, what you've just said then about the leaky roof, the exact same thing in the painting industry. So the majority of painters, they don't want to do small jobs. Yeah, there's more money in a small job as in a, a day rate or you might only do a half a day or whatever, but then that will actually evolve if you on-sell or up-sell yeah. um, into getting the whole interior painted or the exterior painted or depending on, on what needs to be done. You know, there's – and because the painting industry is broken down, roofing industry sort of, I guess, there's, there's two parts to the roofing industry. You, and please tell me if I'm wrong, but you've got your new housing, which obviously they're putting on, and you've got your re-roof, you know, and then you might have a repair section or something as part of the re-roof. So you're sort of looking at that. Painting's similar in a way, you know, in that for the painters, you've got your new construction painters, and then you've got, you know, and then obviously you've got commercial and all of the others, but you've got new construction, and then you've got repaint. So you've got two differences. And I think it's actually probably easier for painters than what it would be for roofers, because a roofer, they do a roof, they're never going to go back to that house. They're not mm -hmm. going to, it's 20, 30, That's 40 years, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Whereas a painter, they've got a completely different makeup. You know, from years gone by, we used to have, go back to a couple of generations, people would stay in their houses for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they might get the house repainted every 15 to 20 years. Then the last generation, suddenly it's gone from that down to 20 years. They may even drop down to 10 years, mm -hmm. where today's generation, they're turning them over every six years. So you've actually, on average, a house sells every six years or people move every six years. Yeah. So all of a sudden, and the, the best way to increase the value of a property is to paint it. So if you're selling it, you know, as a general rule of thumb, you go from a, um, a $1 in to a $4 out return on investment on a paint job. Mm. So if you you repaint your house for 10 grand, you can expect that you're going to ask an extra $40,000 when you go to sell it. Yeah. So that's that's approximately how it works in the painting, you mm. know, in the, the housing industry with in connection with the painting. Yeah. So what happens is you've got more and more people wanting more and more paint jobs than what we did 
20 years ago because the houses are turning over more often, yet we haven't got as many people coming into the painting industry to looking for the work. And that's why guys are booked out so far ahead, all their problems of staffing issues and, and those sorts of things generally. So when it comes to the marketing side, I guess, like you were saying about your niche marketing into to certain target areas, I know guys that do exactly that and they niche target. And that's something that I know you can do you know, quite easily, quite well. You've been doing it for years. You know exactly what sort of areas you're looking for. It's just a matter of finding out the information from that's right the painter yep. or from the client of what you need and what you're wanting to to head mm. that to. So, guys, look, that's that's something that you really need to think about. You know, that are obviously listening, watching, whatever yep. it might be. That don't just think that you're a painter out there. You're not just a painter. You're you're actually a business in the painting industry. Absolutely. And you need to think like a business person, not just a painter. Mm. You know, and this is where a big fall in the, I find anyway, in all construction industry businesses, that um, they're not thinking, they're too busy thinking about the painting and not the businessing. Whereas that's where you come in, in that you think about the businessing and help them to achieve the painting. Absolutely. And look, uh, we, we talk to business owners about this all the time because a lot of the time they're like, hey, okay, you just gave me an example about, let's say, roofing. Okay, yes, yep. I like to use that example. Yeah, it's, it's, easy, it's, it's easy for you. Uh, and they're like, oh, but, you know, if I do painting or if I do air conditioning, there's really not much uh, I can really specialize in. In fact, if I just went after those sort of jobs, I'd probably go broke because I wouldn't get enough of those. Let's say some air conditioners want to do big, uh, you know, ducted air cons and they're big jobs yep. and they're harder to win and obviously other challenges. But mm. there's so many ways you can niche in a business from a uh, practical perspective. One of the biggest issue, one of the biggest killer, as you know, uh, is uh, obviously commuting, getting around to servicing customers. And yep. for some reason, uh, you know, it's Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, people want to come up for trades and the location. So, I don't know, painters, Sydney. Yep. Sydney is so big, if you're going to do that, you're going to end up getting inquiries, if you do obviously your marketing well, from everywhere. And you're going yep. to spend a lot of time just commuting from one place to another where your efficiency goes out of the window. I yep. think the first thing to niche into is your geographical location. If you're able to yep. come up through things like Google My Business, which in fact is a quick win for most businesses if you do it right, uh, is to focus on uh, the suburb that you're in or the uh, few suburbs around you. And a lot of the time, most business owners know what a good area is. And yep. You know, it, and when it comes to areas, there's also conglomerates of areas, like, for example, Logan, right? So Logan is a conglomerate of various suburbs. If, if people are looking for, let's say, a painter in Logan, that sort of assumes certain suburbs, but then you know which suburbs are good, which are bad, which are developing, and so on. Yep. So if you um, target a specific type of customer with the right message in those areas, that really makes you stand out. So would you prefer to use a local painter who can come and see you, I don't know, today or tomorrow for a quote, or yep. someone who's based on the north side while you're in Logan and the whole and thing's going to take forever? Exactly, know? exactly. Well, it's actually interesting you say that because I regularly get, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm on Facebook, we've got a big Facebook group and, and whatnot, and I'm forever getting sponsored ads for painters in Adelaide. In, now, we're in Brisbane. <laughs> I'm getting them for all over the country. Yep. So they don't understand, and this is where they're, they're trying to do it themselves, they don't understand how to put those parameters into place to make sure that they are targeting mm. just that region. That, Like you're saying, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're wanting to target Logan, you're going to target Logan. If you're going to want to target, you know, other parts. But I get it all the time, Sydney, Melbourne, um, sponsored ads. It's incredible how often, because yeah. I say, do you haven't heard of that painting company before? I'll go and have a look and, you know, 
They're in the Why are they? Yeah. Well, what are they doing? Mate, I'll let you know a little bit of a secret. Uh, when it comes to digital marketing, a lot of the time the digital marketing agencies are so eager to get someone in front of the customer, they completely forget to negate everything else. So for us, the key, and this comes back to that niche, is to really shape up exactly who you want to target and also who you don't want to target. And this is one thing that I'd say 80% of agencies completely forget about because yep. they're so keen to get in front of customers and make some wins. Uh, there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than the customer saying to us, hey, we started running with this uh, company, Google Ads campaign on Facebook, and we started getting inquiries from Sydney while we are in Brisbane. It's like, yep. makes no sense. What's going on? Look, there may be an overlap sometimes where a person's commuting through an area or maybe they're in an area while they make inquiry for something else, but it should be less than 5% of your inquiries. If you're getting like 50% of your inquiries from all wrong areas, mm. simply the targeting is not fine-tuned enough and people are not negating where you don't want to come up. Yep. And a lot of the time you can understand this whole customer journey because a customer, when they make a decision, goes through sets of ads and then through the interaction, you can sort of make sense whether this person is actually looking to buy from you or they basically become interested but they're never going to buy from you uh, or they may recommend you to somebody else or there's something else. And based on that, you can find you in the entire marketing. The biggest yeah. thing for us is we find that uh, customers, when they come to us, uh, they want to save on their marketing and make it more efficient. And the easiest way to achieve that is just start cutting out whoever is not going to buy from you and focus on the ideal customers. Yes, you're going to get less inquiries, but uh, that's what's going to save you the dollars. But that, well, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's whether you've got that blanket approach or that's what right. you say that niche, yeah. you know, and target. And look, I know guys that I've worked with, you know, um, and do work with that they're niche marketed. People don't understand your niche. How can you niche market a painting business mm. easily? You know, you can you can target exactly where you want to work, where your quality of work is. Um, if you want to do certain work for, for different types of builders or you want to, you know, only do, ex, you know, expensive, exclusive homes, you want to do those sorts of things. I know a few guys that have, that, you know, I've worked with that that's what they do. And they're running five, six, seven, eight people mm. just exclusively on niche marketed areas. There's guys out there that only do wallpaper. That's all they'll do. They don't pick up a paintbrush. They only wallpaper. Yeah. And there's enough work out there. People say, oh, no one wants wallpaper. Walk into every hotel, casino. Yeah. Um, it's Everything's wallpaper. They don't paint. Because mm. it's easier for, for them to wallpaper those types of things based on the fact of there's no fumes. You're not dealing with, you know, the, the, the paint smells that affect other people when they're coming in. So they, they look for other ways of doing those types of things. So you can niche market very, very easily. Um, in a painting business, you know, and like you said, the leaky roof, you know, you, you target down to that. No one else wants to touch it. So, okay. hey, we'll, we'll pick up all that. Look, we'll, absolutely. You know, and upsell and away you go. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you've nailed it with the um, wallpaper example because a lot of the time, like, the whole niche thing uh, can be used in a number of ways. Uh, in some businesses, it could be a way to win business. You may you know, advertise for wallpaper, and a lot of the time, okay, people want to have a wallpaper. But once you have a chat with them, it's really all about the fact that you take them through a process to understand how you can help them. Because sometimes, like, hey, we're thinking about wallpaper, but we haven't really decided. What do you think is going to win? Because that's really the question that I think every business owner should be looking for. Because the moment the client is asking them for their advice, that's the moment they see the value in what you're offering. And this is where you can charge more and basically deliver more for the customer. I think, you know... You're also at that point becoming the expert as well. That's right. You're proving to them. How much money you make out of a job is really defined by the size of the problem that you're solving. If you think that the size of the problem is defined by you putting some uh, you know, paint on the walls, you essentially set, setting yourself short because 
I, I think that if you understand the bigger problem that you're selling in terms of what the customers want to achieve, and you can uncover that through a sales conversation or a quote, then everything works completely different. Yeah. People are not comparing one painter to another because if one talks about, hey, it's going to be $65 an hour or 70 and it's going to be, you know, Dulux or Waddle, then, you know, you, you're really taking the customer down the wrong path to make a decision based on these features as opposed to the actual benefits. Yeah. Whereas if a person wants a place that, looks bright, it looks better, it has a particular feel, uh, and you're able to align them, then you have to understand what the entry points are and how you can basically handle those entry points, whether it's wallpaper, I don't know, drywall repair, plaster, whatever, yep. uh, or something else. And from there, you have to understand that each customer is different, but they follow the same process of making a decision. And if yep. you're able to uh, you know, crack that one, that's that's the winner. That's the, yeah, yeah. And I look, I know guys out there that, that do, but it's not it's not price pointed for some, yeah. and that's what that's it's a race to the bottom when it's price pointing. Like we've said, you know, you, you've got advertising. You know, we mentioned high pages earlier on today. Mm. That you know that the guys that are that are marketing into those areas, they're just flooding the market with a race to the bottom. They're not flooding the market that I'm going to be a niche. I'm not going to you know I'm 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 going to provide you with a premium product. I'm going to provide you with, and this is where it comes down to the sales techniques of the, it's not just getting the marketing, but it's also the systems in place and then the sales technique of the person doing the quote. Mm. You know, the salesperson doing a quote is always going to work out better than a painter that turns up covered in paint from head to toe that's been outside all day that smells because he's BO and everything else. You're giving that that client experience a bad experience um, that, you know, we don't want him in our house. It smells, mm. you know, whereas they walk in, Nicely dressed, even if they've been working all day, quickly change shirt, give yourself a spray with some stuff to smell a little bit nicer. Just little things like that in that client experience that we're talking Absolutely. about. You've paid the money to get to the client. Yep. This is the thing. You've paid the money. You're one, or maybe there might be three to five quotes, of a 1,000 painters in that region. So you've already broken that barrier that you're now only competing with those three to five. So those three to five, you need to make your point of difference and whether that's through turning up, doing the quote professionally, turning up on time. I, I recently, okay, so two years ago, I actually to give you a good example of how it works. Two years ago, I had um, the floods go through. So I had one and a half metres of water go through my house. It took me to get plasterers out um, to repair. I had five plasterers out. Now, I had a budget for, for what I wanted to spend on the plastering. Any of those five, if they had even just sent me a quote, they would have got the job. Now, I got a guy. He came in. Now, I had, I had a budget of 10 grand for, for what we needed to get done. I ended up, I hope he's not listening, uh, <laughs> but he came in at about half of that. But any of those guys that had have turned up and just sent me a quote, they would have put 10K in their pocket. That one guy came and did it in a week by himself. Yeah. We're not talking, you know, so all of a sudden you, you don't know because you, you've already spent the money on the marketing, you've spent the money on the advertising, you've taken the time, they actually came out, measured up, said, I'll get the quote back to you. Never heard from them. Yeah. Never followed up. Never did any of that. And the first bloke that did, yep, when can you start? Oh, look, I can't start for about six or eight weeks. Okay, that's fine. Book it in. There's a deposit. Happy to go ahead. Let's do it. And it's, yeah, you're spending all this money on marketing, but you're not doing that follow-up and making sure 
Look, uh, I, I get this all the time, and look, uh, we could probably uh, talk about this for a while, but I, I will mention, um, you know, there's a bit of a concept that we sort of developed uh, to make it easier for our customers. We call it the AQUA principle, A-C-U-A. It stands for, first of all, availability, because I think unless you understand this structure, you basically jump on the whole price thing straight away. So yep. availability followed by convenience, followed by utility, and then followed by affordability. So. Yep. The reason why we use this is for our marketing to follow a structure that's easy to understand for the customer as well as the business owner. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a bit of a cheat sheet where if a customer calls and says, hey, I found you through Google or whatever, uh, you know, how much do you charge for X, Y, Z? The reason why customers ask this question is, first of all, they don't know anything else about your business unless obviously the ad is a little bit more superior or your website delivers some other message. Yep. Uh, and if a customer, sorry, if the uh, business owner goes and starts uh, to ask their question, that's typically the end of the conversation. Yeah. So I find that it's more all about availability. So, okay, how soon are you wanting to get this quote done? Okay, when, when can you come out? Okay, don't worry, no worries, great. So the, the customer is already excited about the whole thing. And what you said is basically an element to it because a lot of people don't do it, there's no structure. The second thing is about convenience. Okay, would you be able to provide an on-site quote? You know, what's so convenient about your business? A good example I like to use is, you know, we obviously work with dentists, a bit of, a bit of off topic. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to go and see a dentist in, let's say, the city, uh, last thing you want to do is find uh, parking because it's going to cost you bloody 100 bucks and uh, it's another pain point. But if yeah. this uh, parking was covered by the business, that's a convenience point. So, yeah. hey, come out to uh, see, I don't know, a doctor, whatever, uh, and there is uh, your parking garage, you don't have to worry about it. Well, wow, that's a convenience point. The third part is the utility. Utility is all about, you know, why you? How legit is your business? I mean, having you know, 50 uh, five-star reviews works really well. Uh, being a, a, a member of a particular association works quite well. Being in business a certain amount of time. There's a lot of things that really make you uh, trustworthy because the thing yep. that people are looking for is really trust. Why should they trust you? Yep. If you're aligned with, uh, you know, Aussie Painters Network, people would uh, obviously have a certain associate, master painters, master electricians, whatever that is. And the last one is about affordability. It's not about being cheap. It's about being able to provide uh, the actual... Uh, figure around what person's budget is in a way that they can actually afford it. So yeah. payment plans, credit cards, you know, and all the other things. I, I know you've obviously got a lot more things to add to it, but no, we find that taking people through that process really creates a nice flow. And before, like back in the days before COVID, we actually used to have affordability as the first point because that's what people ask about. Yeah. And then over COVID, like, you know what? Affordability isn't the, the prime thing. Everyone's trying to get trades right now. We actually swap that around. So availability is the number one point. Then you nailed it on the head. A lot of the time, people don't show up. If they do show up, there's no uh, quote coming out and there's certainly no follow-up. So yeah. you end up competing against probably really 20% of the people that go out. So realistically, let's say five people go out. Look, I had uh, quotes for a swimming pool last year. Mm -hmm. right? We're talking about a $60,000, $70,000 project. Out of five people, I had one person show up yep. and that person did not follow up. So I ended up asking for referrals and found someone through my own network because I was just deeply disappointed in the whole thing. Like yep. I basically followed a process of calling people who recently did swimming pools. And you know how they often put out like a little uh, sign outside saying, yep. hey, swimming, uh, swimming pool swimming number by XYZ. Yep. There's a mobile number. You call them, no luck. Uh, I called up uh, people uh, basically through Google and uh, Google Google Business, and I couldn't get through to my. And the ones I did say, so, yeah, yeah, we'll come out, whatever. You have to follow them up in order to get the case. So yeah. it's like, what's wrong with this world? Why am I chasing someone who I'm about to pay money for? That that's unheard of. That's it. But that's that's what happens in some industries, and I think it's a matter of having a, a market that's a little bit overheated. But at the same time, you know, every time I talk to business owners and say, hey, 
you know, you're busy, right? You're not picking up your phone enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you making more money? Have you bought another house? Have you got a better car? No. Have you been on a holiday? Yeah. I love the one. Okay, you're the business owner. Have you actually taken four weeks off? Have you taken four weeks off and gone overseas on holiday? Well, if you're that busy, it should be making lots of money. And you can't take a weekend off? If everything's so bloody good and you're so busy... Mate, exactly. uh, yeah, when, when you've been on holiday or something, where'd you go? I was like, no, I haven't yeah. been on holiday. Well, mate, there's something wrong with your business. Yeah. And I think you're missing the point because if you're still selling on price with this overheated market and yeah. people can't go out and you're thinking that uh, I need to win another job and you're, you, you're, you're racing to get that done, then you're completely missing the point of yeah. what your business is all about. That's right. That's exactly it. And that's, and that's probably the number one thing that I believe is that people start businesses that have no education on how to run a business. This is the one, you know, I mean, in Queensland, we know with the building lot, you know, to get a QBCC license, you've got to do a business management course. Realistically, the business management course doesn't teach you how to run a business. You know, and that's, you know, that's the unfortunate part. You know, it's people do a business degree. Someone that does a business degree, when they move into the real world and they're dealing with the external pressures of, you know, okay, this customer X hasn't paid their $10,000 bill, customer Y hasn't paid, but you've still got the, the wages bill to pay. Yeah. They don't, they, they don't, and until you experience that, you you um, you don't know what life's like from a business perspective, you know, and this is, this is one of the biggest things, education, and this is for everyone out there, you know, I upskill myself, I educate myself, I, you know, do a lot of reading, I do a lot of different things to, to find out what I can do better, not just for me, but for, for members, for painters, for, you know, other people that I work with and whatnot. And the majority, though, don't, because like you said, they're so bogged into their business mm. that they don't take time off, they don't have holidays, you know, they don't do those sorts of things, you know, and they don't even realise that time's going by. They're not grabbing onto the time while they can actually have it because they're too busy chasing that next dollar. Yet if they made slight changes in how they structure their business, whether that be instead of the race to the bottom, okay, I don't need to have four months' worth of work ahead of me. I'm going to work on two months' worth of work ahead of me, but I'm going to increase my price by 20%. So I'm actually going to make more money if it means that, okay, I'm, if I'm making 20% more for what I'm doing, at the end of the year, I'm going to take that four weeks off and I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to go to Bali or I'm going to go in New Zealand or go have a holiday, have that break where people don't, you know, don't think that way. You know, they have their, their mark, what they, they'll call their marketing strategies on how they get their, their, you know, their business in. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, a one or two man business, they can survive on word of mouth. But a 10 plus business or even six to eight business, they need to be out there marketing all the time. Mm. You know, it's a one or two man business, you might only need 25 clients max a year. These other larger businesses are needing 200 clients. That's right. Unless you charge more. Unless you charge more. So but even if you're even if you're, you know, if you're working and you've got other other, you know, obviously wages and all the other things going out. Um, but you've got yeah, different things, but they're spending, like I said, all these people that are spending this money on marketing and getting seen and doing this, and they can't even get the basics right, you know? And then those that are spending money not actually looking at what they're doing, they just hand their money to the job agency or to the the marketing agency and say, okay, here you go, and they get a report that says you've had 473 clicks, you've had, doesn't tell you where you've had the clicks, 
that it's oh look those reports is another dilemma altogether this, but yeah yeah, yeah but that's then, right i mean you, you've got agencies feeding you reports with numbers that you can't really make sense of i mean what really no. matters at the end of the day is how many opportunities have you had so, so many, how many people actually how many inquired to you yep. how many of those people have you actually gone and seen and how many of those have you won so that's yep. really all that matters because look i think if people are focusing too much on the cost per click or how many uh, people came to the website look don't get me wrong those things are important but Analyzing that information as a business owner while not getting your main KPIs met is a waste of time. You're micromanaging. So what you really want is X amount of opportunities coming through, leads coming in, yep. and then from there, making sure that you can actually get through to those leads and book them to appointment. So it's, it's basically a two or three step process, whichever way you want yep. to sort of put it. But I think that's what's really important. And I think if you're not able to provide information uh, for the digital marketing agency to fine tune on that information, hey, you basically send me a lot of leads from the wrong area. You need to do something yeah. about it. You send me a lot of inquiries. Uh, there were, you know, women that are renting and they just wanted something fixed. Well, even if I was to go out, there's no chance I would win the whole repaint job because That's they're right. not the right ones. They're not the decision makers. And digital marketing agencies can adjust your campaigns to isolate or remove those people from seeing your ads in the first place. Look, it's not going to be 100%, but you can isolate and make things a bit more specific. And that's the key. Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah. So look, for us, uh, you've obviously mentioned holidays as well. I uh, have a pretty good relationship with most of my customers and, you know, I catch up with them uh, regularly and oftentimes I say, mate, you know, what, what's the plan for this year? Where are you going? Uh, you know, for me, it's really important to understand that business owners are taking breaks and basically have got a personal side of things because at the end of the day, we run business for our personal reasons, to spend more time with our families, kids, wives. And if you don't make that the priority, a lot of the time you just end up working like crazy and there's nothing worse than saying, hey, you know, I worked so hard and, you know, price has gone up, this gone up, that person resigned or create some chaos. And that's all you're really absorbed in. So yeah. for me, I think it's super important to make sure that people understand that there's got to be milestones that uh, actually uh, get them excited, get them uh, to, to see something that they could potentially wake up and look forward to. Mm. Because look, a little trip to Bali, a six hours trip, that's yep. going to cost you a couple of grand, can potentially you know transform your life from a perspective of achievement. Well, that's what I And yeah. I have uh, sent uh, some of my employees to places like Hamilton Island, Bali as well, obviously doing really well. And that itself creates a really good culture where people feel like they're appreciated and I've done something that no one else does. So yep. it's once again that niche approach about doing uh, something that others are not doing and something that resolves a particular problem. Yeah, yeah. But once again, that comes back to setting up your business and your business structure and your pricing and your pricing Absolutely. structure and all of those things before you start marketing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I mean, obviously, then you've got to integrate your, your dollar value for your marketing and, and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it, it seems to be a, a massive issue with the trades that they just don't seem to get. Like... We go back to the holiday. You know, you say to people, how are you going? Oh, I'm so busy, so busy, so busy, so busy, so busy. But they don't take holiday. You know, I took six weeks off in the last 12 months. It's, you know, but at the same time, I work 10 hours a day mm. when I'm at work. So you, you put in those extra hours. And I know all business owners do that. That's right. You know, you're putting in those hours. You're, you're, a 40-hour-a-week job is a part-time job to a business owner. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't know any business owner that works 40 hours a week. Most would be working 60 plus. Uh, or you'd be working without even realising it. You'd and be checking your emails before you go to bed. It's all on the phone. Or you'd be it's all... Saturday, you know, brushing yeah, up on your skills or something, or whatever. Whatever it might be, you know, catching up on some book work. Most small business painters actually sit down and do their quotes on the weekend. A lot of them will, uh, will only quote on a Saturday because yeah. the only time that they're actually making money is when they're slapping paint onto something mm. and they're actually slapping paint on a wall is when they make money. That's 
that's right. If they don't make any money any other way. Yeah. Well, the idea is really to end up with these processes, which is where we started, and really mm. uh, have systems execute at least parts of those processes. Because if you're doing everything by hand and everything is manual, that's where it's very difficult to scale. You're going to hit the yep. ceiling very, very quickly. And your capacity just goes out. You can only do so many quotes. And unless you're obviously going to get another person who's as good as you, and that's a unicorn, because I think a lot of businesses yep. are looking for another person just like them. It doesn't yes. work. Those people end up maybe sticking around for a little bit and moving on because yep. if someone's like you, they'll, they'll, they'll do something themselves. Yep. So what I think uh, a lot of people need is uh, really understand the need for systems and obviously be able to replicate through systems as opposed to people. Yep. While I think systems and people are the two parts that drive the business, it's important to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, from a, from a perspective of foundation, you really need that partner approach to the entire business. And what I mean by that is, Okay, let's say you get a bookkeeper on board that's going to save you a ton of time. And yep. initially for business owners, when they're starting out, they think, hey, bookkeeper does this, it's a simple job. It's important to get it done right. So what you really want is that partner relationship with that bookkeeper so, and, and so that you trust them and they get the job done so you don't have a headache, you don't have to worry yep. about it. Yep. Your hands aren't tied, you can do so much more oh. with that time and so on. Accountant, the same thing as well. Marketing agency or marketing person has to be exactly the same way because if you go in and double checking what they're doing or they're not delivering the results, the trust is not there. Yep. This way, you're always stretched out across too many areas of the business and nothing works quite well. If you can just focus on the one area that you do the best and you get those partners in place that can really deliver for you, yep. I think that's the absolute ultimate goal for everybody. That is the key. Yeah. That is the key. So, yeah. No, look. Great. Yeah. Is there anything else you, you want to throw in? I think we've covered a fair oh, bit mate, in we the could time. Four hours. I know. This is how absolutely. it goes. We might have to do another another episode on things yeah, that are sure. specific. But look, I guess the, the, the one thing I wanted to share is, um, you know, a lot of business owners are looking for that quick win. They do want something that yeah. potentially uh, makes them stand out. And I find that uh, while it's relatively easy, a lot of people don't do this, it's uh, Google reviews. Yep. Uh, every time you look for, you know, whatever trade and whatever area, obviously someone comes up and strangely enough, we make decisions based on complete strangers leaving reviews for a business. I mean, it happens a lot with restaurants. Hey, yes. this one's got a hundred reviews. Must be good. Must be good. Read a couple. Same thing happens with painters or any other trades as well. Yes. So if you've got eight reviews and you've been in business for 20 years, the perception right now in 2024 is that there's something wrong with your business. If so, you have another review. That's right. Yes. So it's almost like, Hey. Uh, you've got eight reviews and your closest competitors got 45 reviews, but they've only started last year and you know that they probably didn't do as, as well uh, you know, as you. And uh, the reputation could be shonky, but they just keep getting those reviews. Well, yep. putting process in place to get those reviews is not difficult. You can use various systems to re-engage your past customers mm-hmm. and get reviews from them because reviews is the trust that actually gets people across. But most importantly, in Google, having a certain number of reviews that basically mention the main keywords around your business, like painters and quality and decorating, advice, all that sort of stuff, yep. will make you rank organically. Yeah. So I think that's probably the easiest and the uh, you know should be the prime strategy for a lot of businesses when it comes to positioning themselves, because it's not just about marketing, it's also about creating credibility and trust. Yep. People buy from people who they know, like, and trust, and I think that's the absolute basic. Yep. So I just thought I'd add that because a lot of people, you know, they're looking for a quick win, yep. and oftentimes they don't realize how simple it can be. So if anyone's struggling, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have a chat. But uh, it's not um, as difficult. And if you're trying to do everything yourself, I think that's another problem as that's, well. Well, that's, yeah, that's the biggest thing with small businesses. That's right. They don't have the budgets. They yeah. don't have, you know, they, they're not in a position, particularly in their first couple of years, yeah. to actually do to, to pay out the money because they don't understand. Absolutely. You know, they're trying to establish themselves. They're trying to get into those sorts of things. But it's that old, what do you, you know, 
adage of do you put the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart? That's right. And you know, it's and you've got to spend money to make money. If you don't market, you can't get the work. That's right. So you've got to have a budgeting in there to actually get and get those wins and then work out. For a painter, you know, I mean, for years, okay, most small painting businesses, their partner or they do the book work or, or those sorts of things, like you said before, um, get a bookkeeper. They're not that expensive. Mm. But if, if it means that you've got an extra three hours a week painting, you're actually going to make more money than what that three hours is going to cost you in a bookkeeper. So, you know, this is where you have to break down and work out how you want to actually have your business established and running. Absolutely. But you, you need to work those things out. Yeah, I've had a bookkeeper for years. I don't have to think about payroll. I don't have to. That just happens. I don't, you know, I just get an email. Hey, That's it. Do you approve it? Yep, approve it. Way it goes. It, it's not the goal, difficult. The goal you're looking to achieve here is really flow. Like you want to make sure things flow and you don't yep. get stuck with, with something because there's nothing worse than someone saying, hey, you got to do this and you're trying to do it all yourself. You don't understand it completely and it creates a lot of stress because flow is really all about you not stressing. And I guess if you can create new opportunities through marketing, sell them uh, by connecting with the right people, you know, deliver the actual uh, service without the stress and being on the same page as your team and get paid on all time, I think is really the ultimate goal for every business. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then take a holiday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you should plan a holiday before you do all that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And set yourself a target for That's it. it. So, Absolutely. look, Alexi, thank you very much for coming in. It's been great. Um, I hope it's been informative for everyone out there. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, and we'll certainly look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Well, See everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anyone needs, uh, you know, any tips or advice uh, or being pointed in the right direction, um, our website is use.com.au. Yep. Uh, happy to reach out. And if there's anything I can do to uh, help Aussie Painters Network, yep. right, uh, yeah, happy to do something. Yep, great. Vice versa. Okay, everyone, hope you've enjoyed that. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you. <laughs> see ya. There you go. Cool. Easy enough.